You are listening to I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. A backstage look at the creative process from the imaginations that bring it to life. Hello, theater family. I'm Travis. And I'm Rachel, and welcome to another episode of I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. So today we have another episode of theater family tea time. I'm ready to do some sipping. To sip it. I'm ready to sip it. It's piping hot, and I am ready to put it on a mug and sip it. I was going to say, you have iced tea today. You're drinking. This is a black Waterloo black cherry <laughs> seltzer water from Costco. <laughs> she is very delicious. She is also Whole30 approved. <laughs> Good to Now that I'm on Whole30. But just for our Whole30 fans that are out there. Yeah. I do not discriminate. I love a seltzer. Um, and then joining us today is Miss... Jennifer Anderson herself. Yay! Hello, theater family. Yay! <laughs> Jennifer is a avid listener of the podcast. Yes. And a good friend of ours. Yes, yes, yes. And we just thought it would be super fun to have her on because she's also in the upcoming production of The Adams Family. So this will go up in between... Between the runs. Between the dates? I think so. Well, Possibly. we'll talk after. We'll talk release dates. <laughs> we'll talk Get release it. dates after. I'm sure the release date is in my writer. I apologize. I forgot the bowl of green M&M's. No, she said green Skittles. 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 Ooh. And the vodka. And I the vodka. I haven't seen it yet. I do have whiskey. <laughs> I do have whiskey. <laughs> I have whiskey and anisette. If, <laughs> if you like black licorice liqueur, I have that for you. Uh, so yeah, like we said, we have Miss Jennifer Anderson here. Jennifer is no stranger to the community theater area here. No, or just the theater area in general. She's the, we like to call each other, um, Jack and Garen. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer and I we, I, we met in a production of And Then There Were None, and we fell in love. Okay. I, <laughs> first night we met, his leg was on my lap and I was petting him and it's been love ever since. Seriously, an hour into the relationship, <laughs> she was just stroking my leg and I was like, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> like, we're obviously comfortable around each other, this is what's going to happen. Uh, well, the first time I met Jennifer was during um, the Games of Foot yes. and I had to stage kiss her husband. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> and me being kind of, I'm like, oh, they're married. I'm like, oh, this is kind of nerve wracking. And she's like, go for it. Do it for real. <laughs> Get in there. She's like, do it for real. <laughs> it's theater. <laughs> so that's how I met Jen and Isaac and their wonderful daughter, Olivia. She's the best. Just the sweetest little girl I've ever met in my entire life. She was in my audition prep class and she did very well. Gave her an A plus for the day. Oh, I'm <laughs> we so. We think she's pretty awesome. She's pretty cool. She's probably one of the coolest theater kids that I've ever met in my life. Oh, yeah. Like, I've never met a kid just, like, perfectly content to, like, sit. Like, she's doing her homework. I remember her doing, like, homework during the Games of Foot. And then, but just kind of, like, watching. And that watching where it's, like, studying, like, what you're doing on the mm-hmm. stage. And I'm like, oh, this is so, so lovely. <laughs> I think we determined she was about 13 days old the first time she sat in a theater performance. And it was when Hackensack did um, Little Shop. Oh, okay. okay. And so, I mean, she's been in theater since she was tiny, tiny. And 
she's grown up on stages, so she is. She just takes it all in, and I love that about her. Love that. I love it. I, it's my favorite thing. So since this is Jennifer's first time with us, we're going to do our theater, theater family, family questions. questions. Insert sound effect. <laughs> you can't say insert sound effect when I'm gonna insert a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's valid. <laughs> <laughs> you edit that out if you want. I think it's funny. I'm leaving it in now just because you said it. <laughs> so, Jennifer, what is your favorite role you have played so far, whether it be on stage or like behind the scenes? Um, Kate in Brighton Beach Memoirs. I think that role ha- will just always have a special place in my heart. It was my first time doing something at the college, and Patrick just really pushed me. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I had worked with directors up until that point that kind of just let me do what I wanted to do. But he kind of taught me constraint and when to really go for things. And it was a big, dramatic scene in that, that just every night I just remember standing up there weeping and my heart was broken. And But to get to that place as an actor was really awesome. Right. He does that. Patrick has this way of like... Pulling all the things out of you. Yeah, he, he like will pull stuff out of you you didn't know was there. Or he'll challenge you to try things that you wouldn't think to try. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's that really speaks a lot to him as a director. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I have worked with, like, the gamut, you know, of people, and some of them do, like, oh, you want to move? All right, well, move. See how it feels. They're more freeing. Yeah. Other people are like, no. Like, you're, <laughs> you're going to be exactly here, what and I here, say. and here, and here. And, and he's more of, like, he'll collaborate, yeah. and he'll blend, and, like, he'll be like, well, I like that, but add this to it. Or And it becomes something brand new. <laughs> I can always tell when he doesn't like something, he's like, that's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Well, that was a choice. Congrats on making it. I'm gonna make a different one. Okay. Let's try this. He's so okay. diplomatic, and I and I wonder if it stems from him being a teacher for so long too. But that was a choice. Right. Let's try this. I've gotten that a time or two, and I'm always like, oh, he didn't like it. He didn't like it. Back up. Back up. Back up. He didn't like any of what I just put on the stage. Oh no. Awkward. Michael Sanders also really good. Yeah, oh. that's no. it's, Michael has been probably one of my favorite directors to work with, just because he's gotten me to do a lot of things that make me really uncomfortable. Right. And I'm like, I feel uncomfortable doing this. He's like, trust me, it's gonna look good on stage. And then I do it, and I'm like, okay, I see what I mean. Yeah. Right. And you know, when I did Bus Stop this summer, that's probably my second favorite role. But I just remember getting to the place with when Grace had to turn out the light at the end of the scene, and mm-hmm. she was all alone. And just the weight of that. And I mean, I'd leave every night, like, out the door before curtain, and my eyes would be full of tears. And, you know, because he pushed me to really think about her. Right. Which was good. He does that. Did Mm -hmm. you guys just sit at a rehearsal one night and, like, think about your character's backstory? We spent a short amount of time doing that just because he was in rumors at the time, too. So we didn't have him on the front end, and Ben kind of was helping us get going. But, yeah, I enjoy those kind of reflective character conversations a lot. We did that in She Loves Me. We literally sat in the choir room in Pequot and, like, just talked about Mm -hmm. our characters. Like, that was a whole rehearsal. Yeah. And he was like, go home and, like, write about your character. Yeah. Why is he the way that he is? Why does Alona feel this need to be with all these different men? Why does she seek love in this way? Like, you know? Right. All that kind of stuff. And it really did help us, like get into the meat of the person we were playing. Yeah. Beth does the same thing. We need to do it for Boeing Boeing. And I, I kind of, I really like that because 
what you get on the page, not nine times out of ten, isn't necessarily what you you can develop a character off of. Like taking that moment and really like building like a backstory is kind of really fun. Right. She's a director I'm dying to work with. So hopefully I get to do it sometime soon. Same. She's so wonderful. I know. I love her as a person. I check in with her a lot when we've got shows going on just because I know she knows what it's like to be a director. Mm-hmm. And so we we do that for each other ever since doing Play On and it's been lovely. So. No, I I'm, I <laughs> cannot wait to work with her again. She's been, and she's so, because she's been on both sides. Right. So she's so understanding that it's just so wonderful to have a director be like, Maybe we've hit the wall today. <laughs> Maybe let's take a moment. We'll do notes, and I'll see you tomorrow. Right. Type of <laughs> she, can, she can literally see us just like. We're done. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get anything that I want to get done today. But uh, so to kind of play off of that, so your favorite role, what is your dream role or show that you would want to be in or a part of in any capacity. I know the answer to this. I want to know if I'm right. It would be the witch and into the woods. Oh, I was wrong, but I thought about that. <laughs> or stage play, though, would be Malin and Steel Magnolia. There it is. Uh. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Thank well, you. I, I ha- you know, and now that I've kind of forayed back into musical theater, I'm like, oh, can I get my vocals that good for that if that ever comes about? But... I don't know. We'll see. Keep going, girl. <laughs> Keep going for it. Because, man. Oh, the witch. God, yeah. She's a fabulous character. Mm-hmm. Fabulous character. And I just think of all the things I could do with her to make her new and different. Right. And, you know, yeah. I do the same thing with Baker. He's oh, one of mine. That's and I'm dream. just like, yeah. gotta do it. I love that we all want to be different roles on this show. I, <laughs> I want to be Cinderella so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we've got a cast now. If it, yeah, <laughs> if it ever comes up again that we get to do it in the area, we'll be able to uh, get that thing cast right away. <laughs> we're just, whoever decides to do it, we're just trying to make it real easy for you. Right. Yeah. Show up. We're there. We'll just show up the first day. Auditions? Who heard of them? <laughs> we're here for you, future director, whoever you may be. No, we said on the podcast we're doing this. <laughs> we're already doing it. We've got it done. So, what would you say is probably your most embarrassing moment that you can remember, either in like a rehearsal or during a performance, if something ever happened that just, and maybe it doesn't even have to be embarrassing. It could just be like a really funny just moment. Just a moment where, you where just you're like, just like, again. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, I am that actor that peed at intermission with the microphone on, but thank God it was at intermission, so I don't think many people heard me. Love that. But the sound guys did enough Love. so that when I came back, they said you had your mic on when you went to the bathroom. So that was lovely. Well, yeah, it's, well, I mean, I would have responded and said, well, it's your job to make sure that I'm turned down right. during intermission. Well, and I like did you let the whole 30 seconds of me peeing be broadcast did you mute it i don't think they did no, i think everybody just sat there and listened to you pee. <laughs> i love that so much and then so i thought much. thank god i washed my hands you know right. <laughs> there were two very distinct water sounds right. one made by me one made by the sink <laughs> definitely watching because that would be all I would do if that happened to me and I didn't hear a sink run that's all I'd be thinking about the whole time is that person does not wash does their not hands. wash their hands after they pee <laughs> it's gross dude well and then you know like audience members that would have shook my hand later on like you know oh that's just I awful. have never thought about this as a nightmare but now that's a nightmare everything <laughs> yeah. 
horrifying. <laughs> they left my mic on after Susical was done one night. Then I was like in the Joydit line, and I was still being broadcasted in the theater. Oh, fun. So, like, most of that wasn't much. But at the end, after we got away from everybody, I was like, yeah, let's go to fucking Lucky's. <laughs> Grab your shit. Let's go. And, like, they're all in the tech booth just dying laughing at me. <laughs> and then River sends me all these Snapchats. And I was like, well, what the hell? Like, Don't Snapchat it. Shut my mic off. Yeah, shut my mic off, yo. Not, like, what if there's somebody still in the theater? Rude. <laughs> Oh, kids are uh, there. Happen. It's awful. That's what, that's what we get in Pequot for having young techs. Yeah. <laughs> no adult supervision. <laughs> so, I, I have a feeling you've been doing theater for quite some time. So, what was your inspiration of being a part of community theater? Well, I didn't start acting until my senior year of high school, and okay. it was because I had been in oratory and speech my whole career, and my senior year, I'm like, oh, I want to do duo, and my speech coaches told me no, and they're like, we really need your points in oratory, and so I'm like, well, then I'm done with speech, and one-act auditions came up, and I auditioned, and I grew up in Little Falls, and... Um, had auditioned, I think, for a show in ninth grade and didn't get cast. I mean, a big school, so not everybody does. And just kind of put myself out there again my senior year and got the lead in Juvie, which oh, my mom nice. will still tell you this story. I called crying because I wanted to play Pinky. Mm. And she's like, what is going on? And she's like, oh, you didn't get a part, you know? So she was, I'm like, no, I got the lead. I don't want the lead. And she's like, oh my God, shut up. And she hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> What a first world problem you have, Jen. Nice. And she's like, congrats. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so even then I was difficult, my first role. Um, and then after that, I did um, Bly the Spirit with uh, GRAA used to have a, they were the Hole in the Day players mm. many years ago. And it was a dinner theater production. And oh, that cast was so talented. So uh, Jason Schomer played the lead role. And then I played... Um, his living wife and oh that was so fun such a fun cast but that is what really got me going and you know he's a professional comedian now and stuff and mm -hmm. we had really good timing on stage together and it was so fun yeah, it, was, it was great but that's kind of where it started cool I love it so like what keeps you going because it's I mean anybody who's been in shows right knows that it is a I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call it thankless but <laughs> It's, a it's pretty thankless. Like, I mean, we're all Tinkerbells. Like, we live on applause. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said it once, I said it before. I need applause to live. Like, <laughs> it's just who I am. So, I mean, like, what, what keeps you going? What keeps you coming back for more? I, I have to be creative. And I notice that I start to get sick or depressed or anxiety, those kind of things when I'm not getting that outlet. Mm -hmm. But I do not do it. Anytime I'm up on stage, there are 10 people behind the scenes making that happen, whether it's taking care of Olivia or Isaac picking up extra stuff at home or the girls at work having to deal with my adjusted schedule. You know, so right. it's a lot of people coming together. But then those people also show up to the shows and love them. And so that's why they do it. Mm -hmm. And this community and the new people that you meet like i have made some just really blessed friendships right. in theater and i think the you know i always say this but the opening curtain and the closing curtain are so special in their own way mm -hmm. and i live for opening night and i dread and live for closing day mm -hmm. you know and 
Um, but just that opportunity to be creative and be out there. Yeah. Yeah. Jen came up to me the other day when we were doing a oh run through of the Adams family. <laughs> and she was like, I have a question for you. All right. I thought I had something to do with like the show. She needed something or whatever because I'm stage managing and I was just all over the place. <laughs> and she was like, when you did Igor, did you just, were you like just happy like all the time? Like were you just so happy to be there and like just love every minute of it? I was like, yeah. I said, there wasn't a moment of that show where I was like, God, I want to die. Like, Except I, for where moving set pieces. Like, that I loved doing everything that I did mm-hmm. and being with, even like even when I was tired, being with the people that I was with, it was like, yeah, it kept me going. She goes, well, that's just how I feel about this. I just didn't know if that was like normal. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, it's totally normal. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you just get so into a role that you just feel like you were meant to be here. You were meant to be cast in it. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't what you thought was going to happen in the beginning, but it now that you're out here, to be the greatest <laughs> right. thing you've ever been yeah. given. You know. So I said, "Yeah, no, that's totally normal." And she was like, "Oh, okay, good, because it's exactly <laughs> what's happening." Right. It just felt so different. Mm-hmm. I wasn't responsible for anything else, and I just get to show up and have fun. Right. Yeah. I I have to say, like when I heard the casting for the Adams Family, like I'm like, if Jen isn't Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> the second, when we were at auditions, the second she opened her mouth and started reading with, well, did you read with Josh? No, I read with Bobby. Oh, you read with Bobby. Yep. Yeah. Bobby was reading Pugsy at that point. And the second she opened her mouth, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't have any decision-making power here, but if Stephanie does not cast her as grandma, there is a mistake being made. <laughs> well, and I think she was probably really conflicted. I know that I wasn't the body type she wanted for grandma, you know, because just when you vision, when you envision the Adams family grandmas, you know, tiny and short. And so I decided I'm going to play, I'm going to audition hunched over and I'm going to make myself shorter. And, and that's damn what it, sold I'm it. going for it. That's what sold it. The second you hunched over, you were it. Because I'm like, it's a dream role. And yeah. And it, it got me to auditions. And, you know, and then, I, but on the flip side of that, I was very much, you know, if I get cast as an ancestor, because I love this show so much. I'm like, I can learn so much there. Mm-hmm. My dancing sucks. I can brush up on that. You know, so I, I would have taken any role in that show, but oh my God, am I tickled to be a <laughs> I am sincerely looking forward to seeing <laughs> I'm backstage cry laughing. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Her scene with Pugsley. Well, and Rachel could not look at me in the games of foot. Like she had to like look offstage. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! It was okay. So you use the actor trick. Like you look above somebody's head. You look to this. I would literally have like. Jen would do something and it was always a little different each time that she did it and especially after we had an audience then it just got bigger or it got and it got funnier and more people were laughing and I'm so happy that I made the choice to just be like I'm going to stare off (laughs) Jack's face because if I look at Jennifer I'm going to break and laugh my face off oh my god watching you in play on that's where I fell in love with you. Oh. <laughs> when you were the director. Them, so I didn't love you yet. No, I just, I was like, who the hell is that person? And where have they been all my life? I was peeing my pants watching that show. It was so funny. And then when I got to do, and then there were none with you, the first time. 
the first time you ever yelled at Ben and just did your Mr. Blore line at the top of your lungs just in that serious I die. <laughs> Mr. Blore! <laughs> she's got this look on her face like <laughs> and I'm looking right at her and I'm like I can't. I can't with you. Oh my can't. gosh. Oh. Like, she, she just was so fun to play. She's oh. so evil. I love I, her. I I love you. And then there went on. I've I've had people from Adams in the cast ask me like, "When are you coming?" And I'm like, "Why?" I'm like, <laughs> I I hear you have a distinctive laugh. Right? Like, oh yeah. I'm like, oh, good to know that about myself. It was brought up <laughs> at our last rehearsal of like, are we gonna have like a little test audience of some like solid laughers? <laughs> you were one of the names. <laughs> Nice. Like, can we up. just get Dawn back from the Yeah, yeah. exactly. They were like, can we get like Dawn, Rachel, Richard, Richard Dreisig? <laughs> can we just bring in those like three or four people? Amy, oh, Amy, yeah, oh, Amy. Amy Moore. Like, can we bring in those three or four people? Well, Amy and I will show. be there on the same night. Awesome. I have never worked with Amy either. I know, oh, she's another. I've heard she's fabulous. If your summer is open, she's directing Mamma Mia. I know. I Come and check it out. I need to learn how to sing, Travis. You don't need to be able to sing in musical theater. <laughs> That's what the rest of the ensemble is for, to carry you. That's a, that's a myth. Don't make me sound good. Right? That's a myth. That's a well, myth. And I realize you can do a lot of things in character. It's just getting a director to take a chance on a character actress. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hard. So what do you think? This is our question that we like to this ask everybody. This is my everybody. favorite question. It's Rachel's favorite. Laura actually wrote this question. Okay. So this is a kudos to her. What blend of different celebrities would you say make up your acting smoothie? Who do you draw your inspiration from? Was that one of the previous questions? Yes, it's always every single time. One year later. (laughs) Rachel answered this question one year ago today. Yes. Um, I love Kathy Bates. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she can really do meaty dramas and she can... Um, be extremely funny and so and I love doing all kinds of theater so she's definitely an inspiration sure um, if I'm just gonna drool over somebody I, I still am a sucker for Christian Slater <laughs> like my favorite <laughs> himself just loves him and he's not even that good of an actor but his voice just oh um, no and like a male actor like I think Edward Norton is everything mm. Like him in American History X, like I still cannot get scenes of that movie out of my head sure. five years later. But if I could be somebody, it'd be Kathy Bates and pull everything from her. That is a very unique blend. <laughs> it is. We have not gotten one that unique yet. No. Oh, and I want to sing, like, what's her face? Oh, God. Bette Midler? No. Also, the. the Oh, Adina oh, Menzel. Yes, thank you. Or Adina Menzella, what, if you're John Travolta. Adina Menzella. I want to sing like her. I don't know. To me, <laughs> I, I get the Kathy Bates vibe from you. I do I do see that. I do see a little, though, like, um, and I've never fully heard you sing, so I don't know. I don't know what your prowess is. <laughs> but I feel like, you'd, you. I always feel like, Bette Midler like when you're being awesome. funny when you're being like when she's on a roll like in rehearsal like you're waiting for your downtime or no it was tech week that's when it, when it got <laughs> real funny oh yeah <laughs> it's 
so you just wait for your like cue, wait for your sound cue. Jen's just making jokes back here. <laughs> a terrible backstage. <laughs> the other night we were like singing songs from Greece and dancing, and then I started doing the Roger Rabbit and the Running Man. Like, and there are children back there that I should not be influencing negatively. But <laughs> and then like a Travis small and child. Are, you know, like looking at each other and. Eddie and I did a ballet at one point. I'm like, oh, I'm such a man. Yeah. <laughs> this, is why, like, this is why you need to work with Jen Anderson. Stephanie, she, none of that is true. None of that is true. I kept them all I in swear. line backstage. <laughs> Not dancing. I disciplined the hell out of all of them. We sat down, had a quiet talk about everything and proper behavior backstage. That's how it all went down. I was reprimanded and put in the corner. She was. It happened. I took away her birthday. <laughs> I'm so sad already. She can't have it back. <laughs> That's like a trip to the Fountain of Youth. If you right. yeah. take it away all the time. Ooh, Can somebody time. really do that? Because like, take my money. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Yeah, and do it quick because 30's knocking. So let's get. Let's... No, you know what? I'm excited to be 30. Because I don't look 30. No, you don't. <laughs> I'll let myself get to 35 and then that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's where it stops. We're not going to talk about how old I am. <laughs> God, weird. I'm old. She's going to stop. I don't think I'm cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> how old I am. I'm going to think you're cool always. I will think you're cool always. I always, like, my brain always explodes sometimes when I hear how old people are, and I'm just like, you are not that old. <laughs> no. You're well, too fun to be that old. <laughs> well, I'm going to be 42 in June, so. Too fun to be that well, old. Well, see, that's like Amy. Amy's like, I'm knocking on 50's door, and I'm like, that's stupid. You're I'm lying. Like, that's a lie. <laughs> when she said that, I'm like, lies. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> You're I think like, that's what I said. I said, you're literally too fun to like be that old. You are 34 at max. <laughs> and that is pushing it. Maybe she's just 34 with experience points. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Let's that's go how we that. say that. I've got 35. high XP. Getting ready to evolve into my next Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> It's funny when you said that thing about Bette Midler, though, because I've always said, like, if they ever did, like, a Hocus Pocus musical, that Jen would be my main competition for the role of, um, what's her face? Oh, Bette Midler's Bette Midler, what was it? What's her, um, Winifred. Winifred, yeah. Winifred Sanderson. have to take you down. We'd go toe-to-toe. It'd be serious. I'd be fine being, um, Mary, too, though. Like... I could be married. I'd be fine. I, I would take a second place. Thank you for deferring for me. <laughs> I would not be fine taking no. it. <laughs> and I've got more experience points than you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, please make, uh, you know, the. If they Hocus ever did Pocus. Hocus Pocus the musical. How about direct to community theater? Lord almighty. Oh, that'd be heavenly. God, that'd be... Uh, my whole world would just fall apart because I'd want to be... I would... I'd pack this hole up and move to New York immediately. <laughs> I will sleep with whoever I have to sleep with to get into that show. I will go all whole, old Hollywood casting couch. I don't care. <laughs> I would sleep with whoever Travis had to sleep with, too. So, it'd be See? You're willing to do whatever it takes, people. That's the attitude That's you need to I have. That's Direct to community theater. Like, it doesn't even need to run on Broadway. Just... Throw it at the community theater because you know they will get it up there for you. And like it will get up and out, and people will be so appreciative of it. <laughs> well, and why would you turn down an opportunity to make money? It's just so crazy. Right. Here's the thing. That's the, the thing that makes me the most like 
frustrated about the whole like theater process is waiting for things like things are really big on Broadway and you're just like wow this is really topical right now and I think like high schools and community theaters would like just really benefit from it I get that it's touring but also you could make a stupid amount of shmoney giving it to you know letting the rights go yeah, selling the rights to people yeah. yeah like there's tons of shows on MTI right now that are listed there, but they're restricted. But they're restricted, and you can't get the rights to them because they're still touring, or it's still on Broadway. Like they have the the show Waitress is listed on the MTI site, yeah. but they're like, well, it's still on Broadway, and it's just there's a tour, and it's opening in the UK, so we really don't know. And it's like, okay, well, if you're not, why even dangle the carrot? Right. No, like don't put it up there until I can get a perusal copy of the script. Right. That happened with Mary Poppins, too, and Matilda. Like, mm-hmm. Matilda was on there for years, and nobody could get rights to it. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. You know. That's what they're saying about something rotten right now. Oh, it's close. It's close. And then they're like, oh, we're launching a non-equity tour. Great. Right. Super. So another year is going to go by before we can do that one. Yeah. Cool. It's like shows that I'm like, I would love to do. But by the time that... You know, the rights become available. I'm like, well, I've aged out of aged that out of role. That. Yeah, <laughs> by the time Mean Girls comes around, I'm going to have to be, like, the principal. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, when Dear Evan Hansen comes out, I'm going to have to be, like, the the dead kid's dad. Like, that's who I'm going to have to be. I'm going to sing that one stupid song about a baseball glove, and that's my claim to fame. Cool. Cool. Uh, All my dreams just go away. Well, and the thing like I look at like Dear Evan Hansen and Mean Girls and I'm like those are like a lot of us who are like in our like 20s and 30s right now like grew up with that stuff like or topics that especially Dear Evan Hansen to me is like something that I think should be given to high schools like should be given to community because it's it needs to be done it needs to be done yeah and I felt that way about Rent yeah yeah my big you know show that moved me so I totally understand where your generation is coming from with yeah the desire to get those topics out there and to talk about it yeah because not everybody can afford to like go to a touring company go to London to see it like go to New York to see it well and the people that need to see it are generally the people who can't who can't afford afford to go see it yeah right so who need that bigger worldview and this theater's a great way to give them that worldview so like give it to the community theaters let us do it and let us have like a pay what you can night or like a food shelf night or like just come and watch it no matter who you are what you are like fill the theater yeah right no I, fee. I always Come think that, like, especially like hearing like feedback from like friends and family who, who go to the theater scene in the, in the Twin Cities. I mean, they see stuff at the Chanhassen, you know, at the Guthrie, at the Orpheum, and them coming up and like after um, just all a lot of the performances that they've seen in the area here. Like, I've had one of my mom's friends come up to me. She's like, I can't believe I paid seventeen dollars for that ticket. She's like, you guys should be charging more for that ticket. I'm like, if we charged more, nobody would no come. No one would come. No one would come. No one in the area would come. No one would come. That's about that's about the max. Like when the you start 17, the seventeen to nineteen range. That it's tw- like, like that twenty dollar ticket, that twenty twenty five dollar mm-hmm. ticket is pushing it. Because what are we charging for Adams? Fourteen. I think fourteen. Fourteen is the max we charge. Yeah. yeah. You know, and but then I but then you feel blessed too that people are willing to invest their hard earned money 
Yeah. To come and see it. To come and see it. And I think that's why I put a lot of pressure on myself as an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you need to be good because I know that this is not bragging it's going to sound like, but I sell a lot of tickets. Like, in the sense that my family comes, a lot of my friends come, that kind of stuff. And oh, yeah. Like, so I have that immense pressure. Like, this better be good. Oh, 100%. They could have spent that money on anything else. You've like, seen the people you know? in the crazy color t-shirts? Right, yeah. Yeah, I've got, Travis. I've got uh, 10 to 20 people that wear those things and they buy out one entire row <laughs> at a performance. It's always the E-Row. It's always the E-Row so they get their leg room. Right. So, like, yeah. they, they can be counted upon. Yeah. Like, anytime I'm going to be on that stage in any way, shape, or form, like... She it's, will buy ten to twenty tickets right. for a performance, and she'll see it. More pressure too. Oh, a hundred percent! I always dread that performance. Spend fourteen bucks on a lot of things. Yeah, and I feel just really honored that they choose to spend it on me. Right. Exactly, and not just me, but the whole. Production. You know the yeah. whole production, but right. even still, like I know like the gear, your groupies, but now that I know them, like it's pressure for me because I'm like, oh. I know Linda's going to be there. She's probably going to be taking pictures. Well, at least I'll have some great pictures of myself. That's the other thing is she takes a lot of illegal pictures and shows. Oh, and it's Linda. like, oh, yeah, she's, she's like, during Suzical, I actually had to text her and be like, you have to stop because the light keeps flashing and it's distracting people. You have to stop. I told her how to turn it off of her camera. You, tr- you told her how to turn it off at Young Frankenstein and between them and Susical, she forgot. Oh, oh, I'm just waiting for her to like accost me again and be like, can yeah. you turn this light off? It's like, and it's not her flash, it's her focus light and it's just awful. Uh, so now that we've completely gushed and gone through all of our theater family questions, yes. let's talk about Jen. So she's just like, I'm so excited. This is the part where I become uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So you are also the speech coach for Pine River Bacchus schools. Right. You do a lot with those. So what got you into that and how they doing this year? How is everybody looking? Well, I've been directing theater there for 15 years. So we do an annual musical and um, the previous coach actually... She had had a baby and they're possibly considering having more children. And she just felt it was um, the right time for her to step back. Sure. And I had been judging for a lot of area schools for a long time. And she just said, you know, I really care about this program. A lot of the kids that are in the program currently really like you. And she's like, if I resign, would you consider applying? And I said, sure. You know, kind of thinking that there'd be maybe a lot of applicants or whatever. But... Um, they ended up giving the position to me, and I've been doing it for two years now. Um, and I've got some real talent and some real young talent, and I'm so excited about where they're going to go. But they've had a good season so far, um, and I think my interps, interp skills um, and just the theater world is really enha- enhancing a lot of performances of those kids. Sure. Because I can bring that director's eye to it. And, mm-hmm. okay, no, we're going to block this, like, a scene from a play. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to deliver this speech. And so um, they've, they're doing great. It's been a fun season so far. I'm just excited to see, especially this crop of 7th and 8th graders, um, once they're, like, juniors and seniors. Sure. Be. It's fun to watch them grow through a program. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It was one thing I never did in high school. I know. I did debate, and I wish I would have done... Um, I liked arguing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked to find that out. <laughs> we well, like, have debate in Aiken, I don't think. Uh, I liked I liked doing debate, and it was really fun. Uh, I, I, I just liked... It's... it's like this overwhelming OCD part of my brain that is just like, no, you're wrong, and here's why. Right. <laughs> here's all the facts why you are wrong. 
I made a bulleted <laughs> list of why you're wrong. Let me get my PowerPoint presentation to why you are wrong. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> um, I never did speech, but I did theater. Like, I did um, drama and things like that. And um, we always used to do, like, a big magical dinner with our acapella choir, which is, like, we did them every other year. We do, like, a variety show, which is fun. And, you know, like whatever but that it would the next year would be like we're doing madrigals so i don't know i was always like way more excited to do madrigal than i was <laughs> right shows a lot of pressure i was a one-act play kid that's all i had up until my senior year when i finally like bit the bullet audition for the choir and got to do the musical which i thought was crazy when you told me that that they you could only do the musical if you were in is it concert choir? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. In Aiken, that's how it works for the musical. Okay. Yep. Which to me... So literally speech and one-act play were the only things that either kids could join or audition for mm-hmm. if you wanted to act, quote-unquote. Right. That, that was it. just seems like stupidly selective. Well, we have kind of the opposite at Pine River. Like, I really hope at some point we can get a one-act going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's intimidating to some activities directors at a lot of schools because, you know, there's a lot of rules with one act that you have to know. Right. And a lot of activities directors are more on the athletic side. Yeah. And so getting them to learn, because they're the ones responsible for knowing all the rules. Right. So sometimes it's kind of a hard sell. Um, But now with coaching speech, too, I don't know if I'd make all three of those things work. (laughs) Right. You'd never be able to act again. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. And that fuels my soul so right exactly (laughs) it's a lot i mean i helped carla a little bit this year with her show and it's it's a lot it's a lot to be responsible for it's a lot to know about and it's a big commitment for the kids too but i i think getting kids into the performing arts like doing any of that stuff is so healthy it is like sports are great oh i played sports in high school i ran track i did you know i played basketball i did all that thing but i also was in dance. I was a cheerleader. I was in acapella choir. You know, I was in drama. <laughs> I think yeah. it's good for kids to do a bunch of different things. I mean, yeah. there's different types of collaboration that happen with theater, that happen with like volleyball or basketball, and it's all intertwined in, in a sense, but you learn just to hone the skills differently for when you're out in the real world. Yeah. I know I got into drama and theater because I had an overwhelming fear of public speaking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, speaking in front of a classroom, like, giving a presentation was literally my nightmare. And I had one, um, I had one English teacher who told me to, you should look at taking, you know, maybe not just taking a public speaking class, but because I was going to go PSEL that following year. And he's like, well, if you're going to go PSEL, you should take Spradlin's acting class. I'm like, why would I take an acting class? (laughs) Looking at him like, but why? <laughs> but why though? I know. Uh, he's like, if anything, it'll pull you out of your shell and you'll be able to speak in public. <laughs> so I took Spradlin's acting class, but I also took uh, Thurman Knight's public speaking class. And he was such a phenomenal teacher. And he was one of the people who really like pulled me out of my... But he's like, yeah. He used to come and sit in Spradlin's when I was uh, in taking Spradlin's classes. He used to come and sit in Spradlin's classes and, like, not audit them, but, like, actually be a part of our class. Right. Which was really, really cool just to see him, like, he's like, you gotta get out of your shell, man. 
<laughs> See, my whole life I've been the exact opposite. Like, I'm the one, even in a group of strangers. This happened to me in college. I had a sociology class that I was in. And we had to give, at the end of it, we had to make, design this community and what we're all about. And blah, 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 blah. We had to present it. And we, we got put into these groups, big groups, like 15 of us in a group. And they said, when you guys get into your group, just designate a, you know, a person or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they'll be the one to deliver the presentation kind of thing. And everybody else will just be up there. And I was in the back of the thing and they called our numbers. And I was like, okay, if you're an eight, like, come out here by this window. (laughs) That designated me as the person that did all the speaking. No, it was just your foray into directing. Yeah, I was just like, hey, everybody over here, like, so we can talk. Because, like, I'm back here, I'll hold the door, like, whatever. And then I was like, all right, so who's going to be our speaker? And they all went, well, you are. <laughs> like, you guys don't even know me. Well, you, you organized us here, so you, you should probably just speak. And, like, any time I've ever been in a group, anything, or, like, if somebody had to read in the class, somebody had to volunteer to go first to do something, always been me even now in auditions i'll sit there because i don't want to go first because i'm always first (laughs) and nobody speaks up and then patrick or lauren or somebody will just look at me and i'll go i'll fucking go (laughs) (laughs) somebody else sack up like we're all here to audition you're gonna have to do it eventually yeah like but whatever i'll go first then i'll sit here and listen to the rest of you that's fine (laughs) with me we'll get it done i i that's the thing like in, in auditions that we should add that to our question in an audition would you prefer to audition in front of like a group of people or just the director the vocal director you know if it's a, a musical and then like the stage manager i'm just the people that are making the decisions because mm-hmm. if i know too many people there that makes me nervous like i still my parents are still not allowed to tell me what nights they're coming to a performance because it freaks me out so i just want the people there that are making the decisions because if you and, interesting. No, I mean, if you and Travis are sitting in the room, you guys would make me more nervous than the director would. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. I what if I am the director? That. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the situation you might find yourself oh, in in the near future. Yeah, I don't know that it's so hard. Yeah. I don't know, but I feel that way about Lauren Nickish. <laughs> like I'm oh, terrified to sing in front of her, and she's like one of the sweetest women that right. I know. And I'm horrified. Like, like I, I hope I get to audition in front of a group of people so I can stare at somebody else instead okay. of her just sweet little face, just you know, listening to me. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do. It. Maybe it's the blue eyes. Maybe it's because she's got like these dry up blue eyes. <laughs> and she's, she's. And I just she's, know Lauren so well now that I just, I'm just like, oh hey girl. <laughs> <laughs> and and see, I've never auditioned for her, uh, so oh I she's just, so good. So maybe like the next time I'd be intimidated, but you know, like the first uh. time. That was like though auditioning for Adam's family. I mean, I had an audition for a musical in over 20 years. I'm not kidding. And it was good that it was just Stephanie and Kate in there. Right. Because it would have been just, I kept thinking, oh God, can Travis and Ben and everybody out in the hall hear me? I hope they can't hear me. Oh God, please, please, they don't hear me. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, if you guys had been in the room, it would have been awful. And, you know, and then I asked for feedback about that. She's like, you were so confident. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Wow. Super. Thanks, glad I didn't glad you that, bought that. But... 
I don't know. I'm a good actress. I, I go I go back and forth. It really depends on the on the show that I'm auditioning for. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I just want the, the people in the room that are making the decisions. And sometimes I'm like, where are my friends at? Where <laughs> Travis <laughs> Travis and everybody's like, if they can stay at them, they can be and be like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need that like little cheerleader section to be like, you're doing so good, honey. You're great. I love to read with you guys. Or yeah. Or, like that's so right. much fun doing that. But the vocal thing just intimidates the hell out of me. So. Just, because you haven't like really sung in, in so long. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm so impartial about that. I've done it both ways. I haven't cared either way. I like a group. I just go and do it. I'm just I like I'm so focused on just the song itself and like delivering it that it, yeah. there could be a thousand like, people in there and there could be two people in there. It's I feel like, like having a group of people in there forces me to put on a, like like a semi-performance. Oh, I could see where that could motivate you differently. Yeah. And so the next time that happens, that's what I'm going to use as my little trick. <laughs> this is a performance. It's a performance. Nail it. Just yeah. go out there and I love nail when it. people will say it's just an audition, it's not a performance, and I'm like, hell no. Like, <laughs> right. This is me trying to get into your show. Right. Like, I'm going to perform shot. my ass off for you right yeah. now. When he, you're getting all the hand waves, you're getting the big whoa with the hands all the way up at the end with the You're going to let note. me sing like, more than, than 16 bars? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, and I'm convinced that that's what Lynn Manuel Miranda really wrote. Not going to miss my shot about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just applied it to Hamilton's. 100%. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna perform, perform. I'm so excited to audition for you. <laughs> Just be ready. Yeah, I'm ready for all you. Bring it on. So you mentioned you also run the theater program up there. You do an annual I do. musical. I do, and then um, I've directed two community ed productions too. Okay. Oh, fun! So, yeah, they're on their fifth show, which will be auditioning in March. So what are they doing this They're year? doing Steel Magnolias, and I'm auditioning, <laughs> and I'm terrified because um, I'm going to have to work really hard at that audition to prove that I deserve the role because my husband is directing it. So, mm. yeah, so where do they perform up there? In the same space that we perform the musical in. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Did your referendum pass, too? Um, the vote's in May, May 14th, 14th, so we're really hoping we'll get an auditorium built. Get out there and vote. Yeah. Yes, if, you, if you're in the Pine River Bacchus is area, yeah. it's just that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in that area, please, 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 please vote for this auditorium. I've seen a couple productions, and for the space that you guys have to work in, and, and it's a gym. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a full gym, and if you have ever performed in a gym ever in your entire life, you know what happens to sound. Goodbye. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and just the fact that my kids have to throw together—I mean, literally—in one week, orchestra, costumes, set, sound and lights—all of that has to come together in one week because otherwise we'd have to tear down and put up equipment right. every single night. So oh, wow. the fact that they're I able didn't to do know that, that is super impressive. That I'm makes so me feel proud of like, my students. like <laughs> I thoroughly I I saw your production of the Adams Family mm-hmm. when it was in, in Pine River, and I was just, like, my brain couldn't comprehend that a that we were in a gym. Like I walked in, and I'm like, there's no auditorium here, and that <laughs> my friend was like, yeah, no, they don't have an auditorium. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've performed in this gym because I used to, I danced, right. and I danced in that gym, and thinking, gosh, this is a tiny gym, yeah. and I'm like, they're gonna put on show in here 
just kind of just sitting around, kind of like looking at everything. Like the orchestra's over here, like tech, on the gym floor. On the gym floor, the tech booth is like back in a corner, like back, like you can see the where the tech booth is, and I'm just looking at everything, going, "How is this gonna work?" <laughs> <laughs> and then your audience is sitting on metal folding chairs. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. And, and some people, it's like, it's one of those things, like, I'm perfectly comfortable. Like, I'm okay. If I've got to sit in a metal folding chair, I've got to sit in a metal folding chair. But if you also have to sit in a metal folding chair, pay attention to the performance. Right. Quit wiggling your butt around. You're taking away from my experience. <laughs> this is like the same person who's on their cell, like, their cell phone goes off. And I don't care if it's high school or Broadway. I'm going to shush you. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to turn around and look at you like, you're ruining my experience. I hope you know that. Right. I, d- I don't care. I d- don't it's just, it's so weird to me how the world works sometimes with like the setups that people get. Yeah. Like there's an obvious interest in the Pine River area with the speech and the theater and everything. And they have zilch for facilities. Yeah. And then you get to a place that has like, like Brainerd. They have the same thing. But they have this tiny little theater. Right. But yeah. literally, you can do about half of what you wish you could do in. Right. But they still put on their performances. And then you have places like Pequot, who have these this beautiful theater with probably, you know, the second best theater in the area, yeah. as far as capabilities are concerned, other than the Chalberg. Yeah. And the interest level of the upperclassmen is zilch. Yeah. There's like three of them that give a damn exactly. about theater and everybody else is like a sixth grader. So even like five years from now, those kids are all going to come up and be able to do it, but they have this beautiful thing and they put on these productions and like they, they lack, they lack luster because nobody knows what to do with it. Yeah. Whereas you have people who know what to do with it and they don't have that available to uh, them. Exactly. Right? I don't you know? know. I just, it's just so weird to me. It's, it's kind of what I've always thought about. Like if I ever like, like any time, like the lottery gets like really like. High oh, I've up said it there, a million times. I'm like, I'd build a performing arts center for sure. Hundred percent. Like, I'm like, I'd find the space. I'd build. The it. I can't. I have rehearsal performing arts center. <laughs> I love it. Holy crap! And you know what? Honestly, like I, I, I keep thinking about it, especially in Pine River, where the old Elko building is. I know. Every time I look at that building, I'm, I'm like, like, oh, that would be such a great performing arts center. You could like have dance studio space. A dance in studio there. space. Oh, funny. Black box. Like every shot, because it's just empty. Right. It's just a a huge empty building with a big parking lot and I'm like gosh that would be just a really great performing arts center like you could put, get you could do a full stage in there and a black box and you could have like smaller dance studios and um, there would be so much space for costuming and things like that like I just like if I ever win the lottery that's what I'm going to do with that building I'm going to buy that building I'm going to turn it into a performing arts center it is a process I was talking to Carla about them building the B-Pack mm-hmm. over here those meetings sound super interesting. And I told her, like, oh, I'd love to attend one of those. Right. Like, the next time you guys get together, let me know. Because I would love to just go and sit. They were talking about the Black Box Theater. Oh, cool. And there were some people who I won't name um, <laughs> who are wrong, just so you're aware if you listen to this, um, that wanted to put a window. In a Black Box Theater. In a Black Box Theater. Yeah, they wanted a window. Well, there's just so much natural sun. We need to get that natural light in there. Like, if we do, like, you know, receptions or something, I'm like, open the damn exit door. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, if it's winter, you're not opening the window anyway, and nobody wants to look at that nasty ass window outside. <laughs> right. So you can forget about that. And if it's summertime and it's nice, crack the door open like they do in the Dryden. You don't put a window in a black box theater. So if the person who suggested that, you know who you are, was listening to this, get off your high horse, it ain't gonna happen. And I'll come to the next meeting and fight that. <laughs> I got all fired up when she told me about that. And I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm an American and a Christian. How dare you? <laughs> that is not okay. Like, I just, the term black box, when you hear that, right. means no windows. Exactly. It means right. no windows. If I hear black box theater, I'm like, okay, there's going to be no windows. And it's right. probably going to be a thousand degrees in there if I'm going to go see this show. The only window is the window that looks into the tech booth. <laughs> so <laughs> those people can see the show that's going on and know when they got to do stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no. I just, if I ever win the lottery again, that's not Awesome. Me. Well, and I keep telling all of my drama students, if you go into the world and make millions on something, you're going to come back and build me a theater, right? And many of them have assured me that they will. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got money going all but, over the but place. But I'm hoping voters will build it. So yeah. The kids vote. need it. May 14th? May 14th. May 14th. Get out there and Make vote sure Pine River Bacchus. Get out there and vote. <laughs> I will harass all my family that lives in the Pine River Bacchus area. <laughs> Make sure you vote. Is it yes? Yes on the... Yeah, it's being presented as one question with a couple other facilities updates. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. So, Those I... kids need it and deserve it. They do. So. Make it happen. If Bringard can do it, you can do it, Pine River. You can do it. You can do it. I'm like every every Adam Sandler movie ever. Um, so we did talk about you playing grandma in the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love her. Was there anything like specific that intrigued you about auditioning for the show? Well, you know, when I directed it, it was so much fun. Like I love the music. I feel like all Wednesday's music is a throwback to 80s music. I don't know why, but when I hear her songs, I just love it. I love the story about family mm-hmm. and. Um, a girl named Shannon Ozier played Grandma when I directed it, and every night I'd say to her, "Oh, I want to be Grandma." <laughs> <laughs> she was so funny. She was. She was she so was funny. And originally, she didn't want that role because Grandma doesn't sing, and she was a singer, and she was kind of mm. bummed out she got it. And but you know, I have that role in every show I've directed where I'm like, "Oh, I would love that part," you know. And so I joked with her a lot, and then I saw that they were doing it, and you just couldn't pass it up. I couldn't because <laughs> yeah, it was your chance. It was, yeah. No. I did that same thing like with Beauty and the Beast. I missed out on it in high school. And when it came back again, I was even involved with the production at the time. Like, but this was like August when I quit. And like, it wasn't going up until November. Right. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I gotta go. Like, <laughs> I have got to audition it's, for this show. Normal. It's Lumiere yeah. was everything to me at that time. I had to do it. So I get, yeah. I get the feeling. Yeah, hundred percent. So what are you most excited for people to, like, take away from the show? Rachel, I'm asking all the questions I just I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to yell at you to stop talking because you're going to ruin your voice. I know you have tech week this, like, you've dressed this whole week. Luckily, I just have to be like, big red down. <laughs> just it. No, you have to be yelling at me. And oh, yeah, I have to, like, tell her to shut up every five seconds, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to sit back. Okay, you do think. I'm going to sit my cheese. <laughs> no, so, um, what are you most excited to take away from the show? Or for people to take away from the show, I should say. I, you know, and I know other people have hit on it, but really the importance of family. and um, But then also being accepting of other people. Um, that message is underlined throughout this whole show with every single character and every si- single situation. And even Granny, who's kooky and weird, I mean, everything she does is out of love. And even, you know, Gorm- Gomez, Morticia, Mel, and Alice, they're trying to do best by their kids. 
to the extent that they're shutting out things that are good for their kids. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I think about that as a parent too. You know, yeah. when I have ideas about things and Olivia might disagree and I have to step back and go, nope, she needs to try that because that's what she thinks is important yeah. at this time. Like you need to like let your like I have such a hard time with some parents who don't let their kids fail. Right. And like don't let because uh, my son races motocross. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a um, he's at the age now where he you know on the smaller bikes the younger kids you know depending on what you know everybody gets a medal you know we want to make sure that your interest is still peaked and things like that but he's getting to the age now where you only get anything is if you know you place in like the top five places in your class okay and you know you know he's really you know when i first saw it i'm like well i mean he's five and I hate participation awards a little bit, but I'm like, I get it. Cause you want, you don't want to like drag their spirit down so far that right. they're, they never want to get on a bike again. But, um, just the, like, like he, he got sixth instead of fifth one year mm-hmm. and didn't get a medal. And he was like, Oh man. I'm like, that sucks. Doesn't it? It's like, yeah, I need to do better. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. And, like, just making sure to, like, let them make choices and let them fail. Let them, like, you're going to regret that. As soon as you do it, I'm going to wait for it. Crashed. Are you alive? (laughs) (laughs) That's how they learn. And you know being a parent. Yeah. Your ultimate goal is your child's happiness. But Mm -hmm. sometimes we restrict what they do by thinking. It'll make them happier. They need this to be happy. Yeah. It's something completely Mm -hmm. different. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, when, Olivia's in seventh grade, and I always, like, feel this need to, oh, you know, aren't you more interested in this? Because, I mean, she still loves, like, her Monster High dolls and stuff. And, you know, I'm like, okay, my brain says seventh graders shouldn't really be into that still. But she's an only child. It's what she loves. Like, no, let her be a kid. Why am I wanting right. to force her to grow up so quickly? Right. Especially the way that you know? some kids look nowadays. Right. Like, <laughs> I walked into a high school and went... You're seventh graders? I went to peak. Oh my god! I, was, <laughs> I I had a moment. I went to Pequot the other day to unlock the school, and I don't know what sport was getting let out. But there was this one boy that walked out, and for one, he was shirtless, and I'm like, it's February, like, right? Put a coat on. You're gonna freeze to death. Right. But like, part of I, my dirty brain was like, whoa. And then the next part of me was like. Oh my God, that's like a 15 year old. <laughs> like, how do you look like that? Right. I was gross when I was 15. Like, how do you, you look like somebody that is my age? Yeah. Right. Like, how is that pop? Like, I don't know what society did, right. but like, part of me is like, ew. And the other part of me is like, where was that 12 years ago? <laughs> all those milk hormones. Oh. All those, all those milk hormones. <laughs> hormone milk. I'm like, uh... um, so I was just thinking, uh, yeah, so Adam's family, like, I think they're just not wanting their kids to grow up, which is the opposite, I think, of a lot of parents were, like, pushing our kids to grow up or yeah. not. I don't know. I it's don't hard. Know. It's like, hard. It's hard. Yeah. Like, I have a moment where I'm just like, oh, I love that you're, like, he's, like, almost, nine. he'll be nine in March. And I'm like, yes. <sighs> you're getting so independent. And I'm like, I'm loving the fact, like, like we were talking about earlier, like, he's reading, like, he's getting into the Harry Potter series, he's getting into, like, meteor books right. and just and I'm like I have a hot minute where I'm just like ooh should I let you read that I don't know if the subject matter is appropriate for you but then I'm like meh 
<laughs> I'm like, you're going to figure it out eventually. If I don't tell you about it, you're going to hear about it in school. Somebody brought their five-year-old to Young Frankenstein. You're doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> True story. But that's always been our thought, though, as parents, is that we want Olivia to have the correct information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to educate her and not let her classmates educate her. Exactly. So I think I probably told her about things earlier than she needed to know but on the flip side of that i know how fast kids are growing up and oh, i yeah. don't want her to have misinformation so i like happened her. at rehearsal we were talking with river about his alfonso the enormous scene i won't spoil anything that happens but stephanie was like it's a boner and like josh is like back in the corner i was like stephanie <laughs> and she's like, what? He's like 11. Like, yeah. he's going to be fine. I looked at, like, Andrew. She's like, it's fine. We've got to no, talk. It's good. It's everything. I was like, okay, I just had a moment. Where I'm like, no. <laughs> Damn. Like, different words. Like, you know? Oh. Yeah, kids. They're, they're a little tricky. <laughs> I love it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I especially love, like, seeing, I think, I think it was Olivia who came up to me during Little Shop, too. Who, she gushed for, like, oh, yeah. five minutes. She's like, oh, my gosh, you were so good. And I just love the way that you played Audrey. And I've seen the movie. And I went, she's seen the movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, my brain went, like, what kind of parent is Jen? And she's like, you are just so much better than the movie. And I'm like, okay, it's fine again. <laughs> You're my favorite today. <laughs> she literally yeah. went, just, like, just her, just... Gushing. I'm like, I, I, I'm affecting small people. Oh. <laughs> no. Well, and her critiques and criticisms are always so thought out. Like, yes. I mean, we even went to one of the planning meetings for the auditorium, mm. and she's like, she has like three questions, and I never know what's going to come out of her mouth. And so I'm like, okay, you know. But one of them was like, well, where will we hold our choir classes while it's being built? And, you know, so where are we going to go for class? Like, things like that, that... I don't even know if the adults thought about that yet, yeah. you know, but she was very much, yes, I want this auditorium, but how is it going to affect everybody? And we got to make sure all that's in place. What she probably adds like new agenda questions. items. I know, yeah, she asked like three questions that night that were great. And then I just remember she adores you. And then the whole <laughs> night at the gala, she's like, I have to get a picture with Travis, mom. Mom, I have to go get a picture with Travis. I'm like, yes, <laughs> Olivia, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know him personally. He will take a picture with you. I, <laughs> I love that she loves theater people that much and that she feels comfortable going up to them and, like, telling them that she loves I, you know? I like, was so shocked. because how, how How old was she when little? Uh, she would have been, like, fourth or fifth grade. Fourth or fifth grade. I just yeah. remember her coming up to me. Because I've had other parents... Have, like come up to me and it's like you know my daughter's very shy but she just wanted to say that you did like a phenomenal job and she was the first kid to ever come up to me and be like I loved your performance it was so yeah. good and, and she was so articulate and just like but also that like kid word vomit that just happens to, like no when he came up to you yeah Noah was the first one that ever like accosted me about my performance and yeah. that was everything and then another kid like right after him came up like a little man stuck out his hand and went I enjoyed your work <laughs> And he was just like, I th- he was like a fourth grade, like little ginger boy. And I was oh. like, I want to take you home. You are so cute. Thank you. Get him a big hamster wheel. Yeah. <laughs> run, monkey, run. Help me help that the other side. <laughs> Keep my fan moving on that hamster wheel, would you? Well, we all say, I need applause to live. Yeah. And speaking of applause, we have to mention that Jennifer. 
is an award-winning actress. <laughs> she received a Lambie this year. I was so excited for you. I'm still a little shocked. <laughs> I think we are when we win. We're just like, thank you. It was much, it was different. It was a different experience. It was, and yeah, because you're not used to receiving awards for theater. Right. So that there, and yeah, the applause is done. You go home. It's over, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were just so many good performances this year and I thought you know like I said and went through all of them and I'm like oh yeah it's not gonna be me but what if it is me oh it's not gonna be me you know and then my mom was like you are gonna be a bumbling idiot up there if you do not write something and then my friends are like write something just in case and I'm like no because that's gonna look pretentious like I wrote a speech and but I knew I would just be ridiculous right. if I didn't yeah and so I did write a speech and then I and my first thing I set up was there I'm really not pretentious but I wrote a speech <laughs> I didn't want people to think like oh she you know like because I'm always a- worried about what people are going to think about me I, I hope I get over that soon I, it, but- <laughs> I don't think any of us ever really get over it no like, I it's just I think you just you get a little more comfortable in different situations but yeah, you never completely get rid of that like I, I've learned things about myself that I, I didn't really know until I, I started back in theater and just being in theater and people are like, You're intimidating. I'm like, Me? Right. <laughs> I'm intimidating. Actors. It almost right. moves from a, I don't I'm worried what they think about me to God, I hope they like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, like, exactly. it just escalates to a different kind of like Oh my god! I hope they like this. I hope they're not like sitting there snickering because they hate it. You know, like, right? Yeah, it's that. It, or, it evolves. Like, right. I'm hoping that the job that I'm, I'm, what I'm putting out onto the stage is something that people are enjoying, not just, you know, they're, you know, they're making fun of me behind my back or something like that. Well, right. and it intimidates me when other, I know other directors are in the audience, and I hate the people that go backstage and are like, oh, so and so is coming tonight, and so and so is coming this night, like. I don't want to know they're out there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. <laughs> I want to walk out and be like, oh, so Patrick is here today. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like for me, it's it's Michael and Wayne. Oh, yeah. The worst thing is when <gasps> you know, like, Kevin has already come. And then someone will come up and say, oh, there were four tickets that were picked up for Kevin Yeager tonight. And you're like, but he came last night. Yeah. And then it clicks at like, oh. Those are the Lambie people. Right. They're all here. And I don't, and I, I, I don't want to know, know when they were there. I don't, don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know when they were there. I don't. I don't. I do, I do not. I. Yeah. I. It's great. Like I. I like to hear like, oh, Kevin's in the audience. Kevin and Melissa are right. in the audience, or you know, Don's here. Yes, we're getting laughs tonight. Yeah. <laughs> or, Thank God. You know, like, oh, there's gonna be laughter in the audience. Or Richard, or or Eric Paulson is gonna be there because those two guys when they're together and they're laughing and good. it's a, it's a good moment. Like everything. Nick Corey too is another yeah. one who's like and. I love Laura and Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Boris was legitimately like concerned for his safety. He was laughing. At <laughs> like Amy was like, I don't understand why he thinks this is so funny. Like it's funny, but wow. Well, I came to see it twice because I thought it was so funny. And oh my god, my laugh is nothing. I'm kidding. It's pretty bad. Oh, it's <laughs> I love when you're out there too. It's no, great. And I love how people know what I'm there. I sit all the way in I the do back. Too, so they don't hear and so people don't hear me laugh. And they're like, oh my gosh, we heard you the entire time. It's like, like, no girls, your laughs carry. They carry a far wide distance. And it's fine. Our plan does not work. Nope. Well, then front row center from now on. Sorry, buddy. You might as well. Because we know you're out there somewhere. And it's just more like, where are they? You're looking. It's more, it's more so. 
I, I will say that all these people that are like, oh, it's such an honor to be nominated at the Oscars and stuff, I'm going to be a little vain and say I enjoyed getting that award every single second of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Like, it, that was a it big felt win. good to be validated yeah. for working so hard. I think I said that too when I won for Audrey. I'm like, I worked my butt off mm-hmm. for that role. Like, um, I just remember getting like the note that I needed to sing out more from Laura Oldham. And I'm like, well, how far do you want me to sing? She's like, to the parking lot. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. And my mic dipped out one night. Like, completely, like, the battery died. And Jared Foss is, like, running around and comes with the battery. He's like, your battery, he's like, your mic was out. I'm like, did you notice? He's like, no. Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, great. <laughs> Good to know I can project without a mic. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, well, we have one final question for Jennifer. Yes. So, what would you like to have as your final word to our audience today? And it could be anything. You can plug. You can plug some things. You can uh, words of inspo. Words of inspiration. Words of wisdom. To the listener out there that's been thinking about auditioning for a show but never has, do it. You will not regret it. Um, there's so much to be learned, and I've kind of taken on this thing this year. And part of it was auditioning for the Adams Family. Like, do something that you're scared of. Mm-hmm. It will test you and push you and help you grow. And then come see the Adams Family because we're gonna be awesome. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Make sure you've seen that show. It's gonna be great. Be prepared for Granny's language. Oh She's my God. <laughs> Granny is on X Games mode in this show, y'all. It is on X Games. She goes goes in hard. I'm so good. I'm so excited. I'm not going to lie. You need to bring a pad. I already kind of almost have a bad bladder to begin with because I've I've had a child. I I would bring a couple of poise pads. Just throw on the old depends. Just throw them on. Just live my best life. It's all right. right. We understand. Well, um, we are going to move on to Producer's Corner. Pew, 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 I'm going to comment on your comments. And we actually had one, like, way back from season one that somebody just listened to. Oh. Um, Doug Durant commented on our on the Theater Reflections of Young Frankenstein. Oh. Which is still one of my favorite episodes. I loved that. <laughs> Doug was in the orchestra. Oh, yes, that was in the orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he finally listened to this, and he's like, it was so much fun. That brought back such uh, some great memories. So, thank you, Doug. Yeah, thank you, Doug, for listening and for commenting. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Um, Like we say, so all of the links to our social media will be in the show notes down below. You can also check us out at I can't. I have a rehearsal podcast.com. You can stream the episodes live right on the website or download for later listening. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Please remember to follow, rate, like, and subscribe. Please leave us your comments so I have something to do in Producer's Corner. (laughs) And share so we reach a further audience. Yes, we're trying to grow as big as we possibly can. And like we said in our anniversary episode, we have merch coming! It's happening. That's exciting. We're so excited. We have merch coming. My fingers hurt from designing. (laughs) Designing all like the little logos and stuff. We have really fun things. I'll show you this time. It's really fun. It's really fun. Before you go. Um, I must own some. You must own some. So, 
Yeah, we're, we've been taking over. It's going to yes. be awesome. So we have some big things coming in 2019, and we're very, 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 very excited. So make sure to share us out to your friends. And always, you know, I mean, at some point, we're going to have to say, can't I have her soul? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Literally, it's literally our lives. That's pretty much what we do. So we're gearing up here, folks. We're, we're ready gear. for it. I hope you're ready for it. Uh, thank you so much for coming, Jen. Oh, this has been so much fun. <laughs> we're going to have you back again sometime. Yes. Because this was a good time. Yes. <laughs> we, we've got to do a theater reflections on the Adams Family, so. Very true. So we're going to get some cast members for that. Grandma will bring her cackle. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. So Do not disclose the cackle until the show. I, it oh, is, I will not. Oh, no. it is good. It is so excited. Oh, it is so I'm good. so excited. From backstage, I'm like, ooh, bitch. <laughs> it is, oh, it is like if you've ever heard a haunted house cackle, shit is on X Games, mom. <laughs> You could play me a million recordings and it's not going to be as good as the laugh you're going to hear on that stage. Oh, God, that's a lot of pressure. I'm so, so excited. I'm sorry. It's real good. Every time you do it, I'm like, yes, queen. <laughs> Snaps and claps all around. I see stars for about eight seconds. After you should. Doing all the oxygen has depleted itself from your brain doing that. I mean, it's well deserved. Oh, my gosh. Well, until next time, you guys. Good. Oh, it's not ready yet. Uh, thank you for filling in. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for harmonizing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it today. I can't. I have rehearsal. A podcast for the creative visionary. Born from the imagination of Travis Shapu. Edited and produced by Rachel Klein. Brought to you in part by Squarespace. And scene. <laughs>